Welcome to Creative on Purpose Live. This show accepts where you're at and helps you get where you want to go. Are you ready to make a difference? This show helps you step into your what's next with integrity and intention. It's time to be creative on purpose. This season is called Dialogue to Make a Difference, and my guests are leaders engaging in transformative discourse, discussions that shun the status quo and embrace possibility. I'm your host, Scott Perry. Learn more about me and my work at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Let's meet today's guest. David Bourne, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where we can connect with you online to learn more. Hey, Scott, thank you for having me. I am David Bourne, and you can mostly find me at newwildmedia.com, Bourne Media on Twitter, and um, I'm on Facebook some, but I think LinkedIn might be my new, my newest frontier, but newwildmedia.com is, is the main place you'll find me online. And what's the, the most current thing that you're working on? My most current project, um, well, current meaning one that people can see or listen to is, is the Stay Creative Project podcast. Uh, it is a, uh, it's been around about three months in the wild, about three years in my head and in Evernote, but it's a, uh, it's a, it's a focus on creativity, the creative process. The tagline kind of explains what I'm going for. The tagline is, um, it's, it, it all started when I, I, I thought, okay, well, successful people, they never, they never stop. That's the one thing that keeps them going. So how do how is it you get to where you never stop? And the answer to me was you stay inspired somehow. So the the tagline became practical ways to live more inspired lives. So the idea being, well, how do we just keep this whole thing going? Because uh, this whole thing, as you and I know, is is awesome. Well, if you're not if you're not moving, uh, you become you you become a, an, an easy target for uh, fear, resistance, procrastination, and all the other things that hold us back from creative enterprise. For sure, I'm I am a big believer, um, as you just indicated, in staying active and to keep moving. Um, it's nice when we have an end in mind, uh, but even even when we don't. I, th I think uh, action begets clarity, uh, not the other way around. So I would love to hear two, th two things come immediately to mind. You, you mentioned the word creativity, and you and I are both um, attached to creativity in, in our branding. What, uh, what, what does creativity mean to you? How would you define it? Well, I think it's problem solving at the core of it. And most people, uh, I think they, I think we intuitively, as human beings, we, we, we all problem solve constantly, and a lot of us don't think that we're creative, but uh, it's definitely at the core of it, problem solving. Now, if you if you take the the higher arts, as you might call them, like what we might see in a museum, and we, I think that's where we. Our minds tend to go there when we think of creativity or, or novels or films being super creative. And uh, certainly they are, but every, every human being on this earth is creative more than they know. And uh, 
you know, it's, it's just how, it's how we deal with things. And I think we find ourselves in new situations and we say, well, okay, well now what, what do I do? And we create a, a solution. And so now as you and I talk about creativity, I think we, we mostly talk about um, ourselves and people who, who have an idea. And they think, well, maybe I can make a project out of this or a career. And, and, uh, and that's where it gets, that's where the rubber hits the road with, with creativity. Because then you're saying, okay, well, how can I solve other people's problems with this mm. solution that I found? Mm. So, yeah, I love it. Um, I definitely, I definitely see creativity as, as um, being manifested kind of in its highest form when it's applied to solving interesting problems or problems worth our time, attention, and talents. Um, the uh, My simple definition is it's just simply the act of bringing something forth into the world that did not exist. So there's mm-hmm. obviously the mundane, you know, uh, making a sandwich for lunch is an act of creativity, but then there's these other, um, I think that, so making the sandwich might solve my hunger problem or my desire for a snack problem. In most cases, I don't think I've ever really truly been hungry and you don't have to take a long look at me to see that <laughs> there's too many meals. Um, but I, I assert that as the problems get more difficult, more challenging, more important, that we move from the creative uh, level into the level of artistry where we're, and I like what you were saying about helping other people solve their problems because I think artistry really is where creativity collides with an audience, where creativity happens in public, happens out loud um, and visible. Um, Any thoughts on, on the, any differences between creativity creativity versus artistry? Well, like you say, I think I believe in creative creative acts are are broad, a broad thing. Art. um, So I think art, it's a, 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 art to me is a, is a word that's tied up in some not so great stories. I tell myself, uh, for just to give you an example, I was a literature major, English and Spanish in college. And so everything I read was art, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then I would write something and I would like, well, this ain't art. Uh, I, I would want it to be. And um, so art in a way is an artificial word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a word that we, um, we, we do need to categorize things and say, okay, well, this is really great art. Uh, but greatness is, how do you measure that? I mean, I mean, look at, look at the greatest artists, visual artists from the, the, um, early 20th century and, and, um, Van Gogh, for example, today considered one of the greatest artists who ever lived. And of course he died with selling one or two paintings and, and probably thinking his art uh, would never make a big difference in the world. And mm. we can look back and go, wow, that was the greatest art. I think he knew it was art, but other people didn't know it was art. So again, there's the difference. So 
Or they may have said, yeah, that's art, but it's not any good. <laughs> um, so I don't know. And I, I was talking to a friend recently, and, and he uh, is an amazing organist. And the music that he truly loves came out of that same modern period. Um, and he pointed out the difference between, you know, the, the price of a, of a Picasso or the price of a Van Gogh versus this very obscure organ music that almost no one listens to. And he said, well, it's really comes from the same thing. It's the exact same ideas, but, but people don't, they don't hold it to the same high value. Um, so I think it's complicated. Uh, and for me, it, I work best when I don't complicate it. So in other words, if I just stay true to that vision, that idea that I have within me, and I want people to, I want people to be affected by it, but I'm not tied to the outcome. Yeah. You know, that's something you and I talked about in, in the podcast conversation we did. And, and it's a delicate balance because, you know, you, you, you're constantly tweaking your art to help people yet you've got to stay true to what it really is. So ultimately it's got to work for you, the artist. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a, it's a razor's edge. It's a fine edge to walk, but it's pretty exciting to walk on a razor's edge too. Absolutely. Well, I think yeah. sometimes too of artistry as being the, the posture of a professional creative. So, I mean, mm. not, yes. ne not necessarily a, professional in the sense that it's it's your occupation or that it's your source of income but that you are taking your craft seriously and you are doing it with intent and you are doing it in with and for other people um who who will benefit whose lives will be enhanced by colliding with whatever you whatever craft or whatever art you are practicing i love right. um yeah, I do recall our, our conversation on your podcast and talking about attachment. And that's, um, you know, that, again, talking about this professional posture, this is something that the, the artist, the professional creative has to contend with, because um, it's the, the mark of an amateur and a dilettante that you're, you're overly attached to an outcome, you know, that popularity is somehow the measure of the worth of your art, or that um, how much you're making from your craft is a measure of its worth or value. Obviously, Picasso did not prosper uh, or certainly um, did not make a fortune from his art. And yet it is considered and has had an impact, um, you know, that, that, that is very, very significant and changed in many ways the course of, of you know, the craft that he was um, conducting. So it's this dance of being serious, but not taking yourself too seriously, of striving for significance, but recognizing that people may not, that you, you are likely to be ignored um, and to be underappreciated or not appreciated. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, or how, how, how do you wrestle with this idea of, doing something with an end in mind without being overly attached? Well, I struggle with that. Um, 
And I think the struggle is good. I think it's it's normal uh, to to feel like the work, the effort you're putting it into something. You're hoping that it'll that it will really solve someone else's problem or make someone see something in a new way, which is what high art is so good at. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's part of it is just understanding that it's a day-to-day practice mm-hmm. uh, and that that's really what matters. You know, I heard someone recently say, you know, the, tr- the race is won in the training room. Uh, it's the same for, um, and I know you know that as a musician, it's, it's not the performance that makes you the musician. It's the, uh, and, and the pro musician, as you say, it's the playing, it's the, it's the, the regular practice, mm-hmm. you know, um, Elizabeth Gilbert, I won't say the word she used, but I'll say, uh, she says, doing the work is like eating a, a crap sandwich. You know, that is, that is what artists do every day. They have to eat something despicable, meaning they've got to just sit down and do the grind. That's not always a grind, but you you need to put the, need to do that work. And I think um, there's this myth in our culture for some reason that, that geniuses are born and only certain people can do amazing, great things. And, uh, you know, I think part of, my job and I see what you're doing is saying, no, actually, you know, if you do the work, then something good will come of it. Uh, it, Attachment. If you're attached to the outcome, maybe not so much, but that doesn't mean things won't happen. Change will happen. Uh, I do believe that. So. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I remember that uh, quote from Elizabeth Gilbert and, you know, there, there is, you know, definitely a culture that kind of clings to this idea of the grind and just gutting it out. And mm-hmm. I, my own view is is a little bit different in that um, there's a quote that Stephen Pressfield uses in The War of Art where he, he um, I think he's talking about writing the ledger of ba- uh, Bagger Vance based on, you know, it's kind of a, a retelling of the Bhagavad Vita. And um, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but he, at some point, the, the God character um, in human form says to, I think to Vishnu is the archer or whoever the archer is, the, the you are entitled to your labor but you are not entitled to the fruits of your labor. And that's mm. always really stuck to me that the actual reward is the work itself. And, and when I think about it that way, um, you know, for the, for the past three and a half years, uh, you know, up until very, very recently, Creative on Purpose made me absolutely no money. And I was putting literally six hours a day, every day into this endeavor. Um, and there were moments when I questioned my sanity and I questioned my, you know, whether or not this was going to be time well spent, but I couldn't stop doing the work. I couldn't stop sharing the ideas I wanted to share. I couldn't stop having the conversations I wanted to have. Um, and the work truly was its own reward. I, by Mm -hmm. continuing to blog and broadcast and to, um, 
just, I, you know, I call it thrashing my way to clarity, but it, it, it actually looked a lot more like a dance because I was having mm. fun while I was doing it. Um, so maybe thrash dancing, I don't know, slam dancing, I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's a really interesting, you know, there, I, I think whatever story works for you, there are some people right. that just revel in the idea that they are, gr- you know, when you look at somebody sure. like, um, I can't remember, uh, the, the Gary B, you know, he, oh, just, yeah. he revels in the idea that he's just going to outlast and outwork and outgrind everybody on the planet. Sure. And that fuels him and that fuels his endeavor and has fueled his success. But at the same time, I think you can embrace it as just, you know, being fulfilled just through the act of working and serving. Right. Um, and continue to feel a sense of flourishing and fulfillment. Right. I also, so I wrote down three words as we've been uh, chatting and I'd love to, to take the time we have left to try to touch on each of them. At the beginning of our conversation, you talked about process, uh, the creative process. And um, right before we got on camera, we were talking about process. Um, what, uh, and, and I think practice, which you just kind of brought into the conversation is, is built into that as well. What, what are the, the, the processes that you develop? What are the, what's your, what's your practice? You know, how, how do you make sure that you are committed to a practice and a process and that you show up with the frequency necessary to get the work done? Well, I'll, I'll say that now, um, now that looks to me like making a, a promise to my customers and making a commitment that uh, I will show up and be there for them. And, and that's a very different thing than saying, oh, I'm going to make this, this uh, I'm going to have this idea that I'm going to toss around. And, and so I think it's another phrase that came to mind was the journey is the reward. Mm. So it's not the destination. Now the destination is great, but uh, if the journey is the reward, it's a, it's a lot more enjoyment because it's enjoyment with every step. And I did enjoy all the thrashing, uh, I'll call it private thrashing. So the idea generation, and that's always going on in the background for me. And I want it to be more in the foreground, meaning uh, showing up and, and showing the process. That's another, that's another direction I'm, I'm moving towards because when I show the process, then other people can learn from it and other people can say, Oh, okay, well, that's how you do it. Or that's one way to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the next step for me is, is doing what I've done for years, but making it a little bit more public and asking people to come on the journey with me. And so um, you know, you talked about creative on purpose. Uh, you did it for so long without any monetary rewards. Well, uh, the reward was still there. And I think as guides along the journey, now we can say, hey, I know about this awesome trip. You want to go on it with me? 
because mm-hmm. it's awesome and, and you're going to learn a lot and you're going to be transformed and it's going to, it's going to look very different. We don't know what it's going to look like, but we can promise you it's going to be great. So. Yeah, this is one of the other words I wrote down was possibility. And that's because again, I mean, so creative on purpose is obviously about intention, doing work with, you know, a specific motivation and intention and aspiration. I th- think that all of that is really important. Um, at the same time, I think it's really important that as you are engaged in this journey, and I love that metaphor, um, that if you put blinders on and grind your way to the outcome that you imagine, mm. you will miss out yeah. on a lot of potential opportunities, a lot of uh, possibilities. You know, just because something is steering you in a slightly different direction or or encouraging you to tact or you know change course doesn't mean that you're um you know one of those flighty creatives that just jumps from one shiny thing to the next but uh you know for me creative on purpose began as the stoic guitarist then yeah iterated to the stoic creative and then iterated to creative on purpose and it wasn't until it became creative on purpose that it started to actually show that it was not only sustainable, but, but that it was viable because it was under, as I built the brand creative on purpose, that I actually began to, to have offerings that were, were getting enough investment to keep me, you know, to provide me with the, 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 the income to continue. Yeah. Um, so that you know the, the the possibility and i love too what you were saying about um well you said two things so here's here's <laughs> p is the letter for the day because what i have down is uh we started with process practice possibility and now you brought in the idea of promise and doing the work in public um mm. i love what you said about like the promise Taking, making a vow, stating out loud in public to others, hey, I'm going to be here. Uh, I'm going to show up. This is where I'm going. Um, this is what I'm doing. And, you know, if it inspires you to do something similar, great. If you'd like to come along with me, um, you know, let's go. Yeah. That ties into this idea you know, the creative as, as the, a leader, a leader, uh, you know, of an idea of a movement, uh, taking a concept and, you know, building it out and, and, you know, either creating a culture or changing the culture. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts about creativity and kind of cultural, creating cultural movements or creating cultural change? Well, my first thought is Seth Godin, because, He's, he's the one who, who I have recently heard him say, I'm trying to change the culture, which maybe he's been saying that all along. I know he's been doing that all along. He's been changing the culture of marketing uh, along with a lot of other people, but he is such a leader. The other, the other thing that, that has hit me hard is Seth's, um, comment that the only 
common thing, if you look at leaders around the world, the only common thing they have is is the desire to lead. Mm. And so that tells me, okay, do I have the desire to lead? Well, yeah, absolutely. And uh, is that a risk? Absolutely. Does that open me up the vulnerability? Absolutely. But, you know, I'm ready to lead uh, this particular thing to make the change in the world. So I think you and I, we, we both love this work because it does change people. It, it helps people transform by saying, yes, you are creative. Yes, you can be creative. Yes, this this desire you have in you can be s- something greater and you can bring the change into the world that you want to bring. Yeah. Uh, with some encouragement, yes. With a, with a community, yes. With uh, some some guides, a map, perhaps, yes, those, those things are helpful, but uh, it really comes down to the courage to lead, and uh, we we do change culture by by doing that. Um, you know, maybe we maybe we don't think of it that way all the time, but it's a big cultural shift mm-hmm. to use the possibilities of the internet, like you and I talking over the wires and other people listening uh, so much potential. And um, it's really changing the way people do work and buy things, sell things, which, which is a big shift that we need to make because we're sick and tired of being hammered over the head with advertisements and manipulation. And it's just not working anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I think the way that, that you and I and Seth and others um, want to make those changes, it's, it's I, I, I tell you, this is why I love it. This is because I used to hate marketing and really I hated pushy advertising, right, and manipulation. But what I love is that people get to show up with, with their true selves and their true intentions, their best intentions, and this idea, whatever it is they have, and they get to test it and grow it and let it become something that really does make change and really does lead. And um, I'd say that's a cultural shift that we are that we are getting on board and realizing. Wait a minute, we're the ones who are going to do this. Uh, that's just amazing to me that you get to be your true self and it works better if you're true self, mm. not, not only, I mean, that's what makes it work. So I think that's just amazing. And, and that's what inspires me. I think more yeah. than anything. I love that. Um, you know, I, I think of creativity as being a, a kind of a rebellious revolutionary act because uh, you're always what you, what any creative does is seek to, um, destroy or change the status quo. I mean, you're taking what is and you're turning it into what it can be. And it doesn't right. matter what your medium, it, whether um, it's, uh, you know, music and, and literature and the high arts, or if it's the culinary arts, or if it's the um, spoken word, uh, you are you are engaged in an act of destruction that is meant to make things better. 
as right. Seth says, by making better things. Well, we are coming to the end of um, our time together. And uh, I just really appreciate some of the, 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 the ideas that you shared. Would you, uh, I, I want to ask you one final question that I always ask my guests, okay. uh, at least this season. Uh, be, but before we go there, tell people one more time where they can connect with you online and learn more about the great work that you're doing. Uh, again, I'm David Bourne, and you can find me at newwildmedia.com. Fantastic. Now I need to find, there's my piece of paper. So the last question, David is if you could plant one idea or concept into the minds of everyone who dreams of making a difference through compelling conversations, storytelling, or creativity, what would it be? I would say find a tribe of people who like your idea and will help you grow it and, and make it something great don't be attached to what something great means but just go out there and and find people to make that happen yeah. do something important with and for others very good advice to end on well thanks everybody for tuning in david and i appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention we hope that today's conversation and broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. You can learn more about David Bourne and his work at, one more time, David? Newwildmedia.com. Newwildmedia.com. And of course, it's always great to see you at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Now, go out and make a difference and keep flying higher. David Bourne, thanks so much for your time with us today. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate you having me on the show today.